You're listening to The Parallel Past, a podcast designed to elevate your mind, body, and spirit so that you can get everything you want out of life. The only question is, are you ready? What's up, Parallel Path fam? Do you have a business or looking to start one? One thing that has made it easier to bring my business to life has been utilizing Bluehost for my website hosting. Bluehost makes it quick and easy to get your website up and going with its fast loading speeds and variety of features. Powering over 2 million websites, they offer a full range of hosting services, SEO, and much more, all at budget-friendly prices. Sign up today for web hosting as low as $3.95 per month. Click our link in the show notes for instant access to this incredible deal. All right, welcome back to season three of the Parallel Paths podcast. I'm your co-host, Nikita Moore. The co-host Blair McClendon. And we are back again. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here with our guest, our very special guest, Miss Erinisha Hamilton, who is also my best friend. So welcome. Welcome, welcome. Since you're hype and ready, go ahead and introduce yourself, Erinisha, and all the many titles and hats that you wear. Oh my God, I'm Erinisha Hamilton. I am a full-time entrepreneur. And with that title comes a lot, but I consider myself a social entrepreneur because a lot of things that I do is about connecting the dots and creating a very productive social environment. Um, I am a former yoga instructor, instructor, which brings a lot of balance into my life. And I continue that within my personal practice. Um, but as far as now, my number one goal and thing I'm working on is my brand Slick. First three letters representing slim, last three letters representing thick. We are a fashion brand representing men and women of all shapes and sizes, as well as building our network community of brand ambassadors. Yes, and I am one of these brand ambassadors, the city lead ambassador of Los Angeles. I was the lead back when I was in Gainesville. So when I had to take that trip and move to Los Angeles, I'm going to be establishing the brand out here. And I will say, I my life has been changed in so many ways just by being a part of Slick and by being able to be in such an intimate relationship, business and personal, which we're going to talk about today, how to find that balance uh, with Miss Erinisha, because it has definitely helped me to establish my brand and, <clears throat> and then get the support that I needed to make things happen. So I am so appreciative of the brand Slick and of my girl, Miss Erinisha Hamilton. <laughs> So speaking on entrepreneurship, um, and you know that I talk a lot about spirituality, what role has spirituality played in entrepreneurship for you? Oh, so I'm actually reading this um, book called Run It, written by Marcellus, who's located in Jacksonville, Florida, um, a PR person that has really guided me along the way in the mentorship capacity. And in chapter one, he talked about entrepreneurship in its relation to being a prophet um, and being a visionary. And with that being said, I think my spiritual side of me that part of me that meditate, that really allows me to listen to myself. Um, that's where I consider 
me being able to stimulate the prophet, the person that's able to see the vision as clear as I want to be able to see it. And I think real entrepreneurs have that ability to be able to see things that other people are not able to see and then create a path to be able to manifest that vision that, they, that they're able to see. So a lot of my spiritual work, um, whether it's yoga, meditation, tarot cards, using my crystals, play a major role in me having the belief in myself as an entrepreneur that I'm able to even accomplish it because it's really hard. Like, <laughs> it's really hard. I know working the nine to five job and working for somebody else is hard as well. Um, when you're not working on your passion and you're exhausted. Um, but when you're working for yourself, it's a 24-7 thing. Like, it don't stop. I was going to get my nails done with my mom yesterday and, uh, you know us with the photo shoots and stuff for the brand. I'm like, oh, this is a good photo shoot location. She's like, you just you just can't take a break. I'm like, <laughs> but that visionary side is my spiritual side, and that's what really stems the root of my entrepreneurship for sure. True. That's super dope. I can definitely relate to you as far as having to wear a thousand hats and it never stops. You're always thinking of opportunities or how you can better your brand or whatever it may be. Um, but with that being said, how did you even get into entrepreneurship? Um, was it, and how long have you been in entrepreneurship? Ooh, so I started my brand Slick eight years ago um, oh. in Jacksonville, Florida. I was really good at school growing up, like AB student. I like to be in school. Um, but when I got to college, I felt a real disconnect with school. It was okay, but I just really felt like it wasn't the place for me. Um, which a big part of my brand is wanting to teach young people in high school about entrepreneurship because I don't feel like that we're exposed to it enough in that realm of our world. Um, but when I got to college, because it was such a disconnect, I ended up moving to Jacksonville and just asking myself, like, what am I going to do? And after Katrina, I worked so many jobs. So I have been from like literally industry to industry and that really gave me some insight but still not knowing what entrepreneurship was. So in Jacksonville, I'm like, what am I gonna do with myself? You know, scrolling on social media, came across a lot of slim versus thick, and I wanted to kind of eliminate that just pain points that a lot of women were feeling and kind of combine the two. And that's how I cultivated my personal brand. But it really wasn't until I was able to gain mentorship and working for other people in their companies from different salon owners to holistic wellness um, practitioners to really flush out what it really meant to be an entrepreneur and have your own. And I've only been working full time on my brand for the past two years, where it's like, this is really all that I do is work for myself. Nice. Yeah. That's where I feel like that faith comes in. Um, well, that spirituality where, you know, once you take that dive from, you know, working part-time for somebody else to working full-time for yourself, were there any major shifts you noticed when you were like, okay, I'm going in full-time on my brand? Um, what was that like? Yeah, it was really scary. Um, <laughs> it was really scary because one, okay, I'm, I never grew up in a space of like being, you know, having money or being, you know, very financially successful, like one of my, my why and everything that I do is to create that financial freedom for my family and be the first generation to really set us apart. Um, but when, so that was like a comfort space for me. So knowing I didn't need to have the money that was secure that came with working regular jobs, but also like mentorship is extremely important. <laughs> 
But having that mentor and transitioning from working under her and having her guide her support to being like, I'm about to go do this on my own, that was really scary. And anything I, if I, there's one thing I want to put out there for people that are working towards the entrepreneurship, mentorship is really important because you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Like, you don't have to feel like you're doing it alone, but having that guidance, you don't have to do it just like your mentor, but having somebody in the industry that you want to be in or just being an entrepreneurship, in, even if it's in a different industry, is important. So I felt like at the time of transitioning to full-time entrepreneurship that I was putting myself out there alone and I wasn't going to have that mentor but it was completely opposite like I still had this person long as I was able to communicate where it was I was going and what my thought process was and they didn't feel like I was just leaving or leaving them in a bad space communication at that point was really important but I was really scared because I thought I was going to be doing it by myself but then I figured out my ambassadorship program a year later which really impacted the brand as well and that is like um you know, when you ever, whenever you broke down to me what Slick was and, and how it worked, the method behind it, I was like, this is just an ingenious plan. Like it really um, ensures that you're not alone during entrepreneurship, both as the CEO of this company, as well as all the ambassadors within the company who are now branching off and creating their own brands. They also have that support. So it just, it really eliminated that fear aspect of entrepreneurship where it's like, I'm out here on my own all the time. When truly, you know, if you can't embed yourself in a network like Slick or some, or you know, Blair has a collective, um, you can get that support you need, and that's like one of the scariest parts of entrepreneurship. Absolutely, because your mentor don't have to be somebody that's on a higher level than you. Like I learn from ambassadors all the time, like people that want to be entrepreneurs. Like I learn from them, and they spark things in me that I may have forgotten um, in the past that I had went through. So it's it's consistent motivation. Yeah, I, I think that's a huge piece of entrepreneurship is being able to have a support team and knowing that you're not doing it alone. Because um, like you said, it can be overwhelming. It's a lot of different hats and a lot of different things you have to be accountable for. So when you do have a solid team around you that you're able to really utilize their strengths and be able to complement some of your weaknesses, it really creates a full collective type of ecosystem to where literally everybody is eating and that's that's one thing that I'm trying to do on my side yeah I think delegation is important for that like as an entrepreneur that's where I'm at right now like for sure I have the network I have the team and identifying their strengths so now how can I really delegate because I've been doing it so long by myself it's like right if I delegate I'm like oh is it gonna get done though <laughs> and is it gonna be done how I want it done too that's that's a that's a thing that it's hard relinquishing that power that control is of like having your true imprint on it so I get it yeah <laughs> that's dope so what a uh, question I was gonna say, what do you do to keep your balance um, with all of this on your plate? Um, Self-care is really important for me. Um, okay, let me rewind. Strategic planning in a sense of like being organized with it is, is what allows me to keep my balance. And when I say strategic planning, like identifying my goals and really breaking out protected time for them in my google calendar i love paper planners if you're just starting with strategic planning and like 
figuring out how to find balance, I suggest like having a paper planner. But because I do have my team and they have to see certain things that I have on my plate, then I use Google Calendar. But just taking those things and plugging them in somewhere, having protected time and space to either work on them, execute on them, take steps towards them, that really gives me my balance. And I even do that with personal things. So like when it comes to self-care stuff, when it comes to meditation time, yoga time, um, taking a walk. Like I have protected time in my calendar for those personal things as well as professional things so that way I'm able to have balance and I keep in mind flow because I'm an Aquarius it's Aquarius season and flowing is really important for me so I make sure I have space to be able to flow with my day as well and it's not like jam-packed with stuff that I say I'm gonna do and being consistent so once you got all that done it's like being consistent with it and being able to shift it is okay this ain't working out I need to shift this moving forward so that way I see what is working up and I'm okay with making those changes so I can be consistent with myself. Yeah. I would say when Erin, this is a service that Erin Nisha provides is strategic planning. And I didn't realize, I was like, well, I don't have that much to do. But when you really break it down, how many things you're involved in throughout the day, it's like, if you're trying to keep all that in your head, that weighs so much on you mentally. Um, so when I like, finally broke my things down and put them into a planner, block it out half hour by half hour all throughout my day. It did give me that relief um, to be able to just flow throughout the day because I wasn't trying to remember, okay, well now what do I do next? And trying to make all these decisions, but having it just written there. And that gave me so much clarity, like in, in moments of my life where I felt like I wasn't moving forward enough. Like I knew that there was a plan set already. I knew I was doing these little incremental things that were helping me to ultimately achieve that goal. So that, that definitely has been a self-care for me. And, um, and even um, <clears throat> Aranisha and I have our, like, our bestie time we schedule in like once a week. Because, you know, you go up for a week and you don't really connect with people who matter to you. Because uh, there's always going to be something that's going to come up. So I definitely encourage scheduling in, you know, your time with loved ones and friends and anything that you consider self-care, anything that fills your spirit. Yeah. Like you said, clearing our mind. That's the biggest part of that, like finding balance, because we have so much going on in our mind, especially as prophets and visionaries and creators. Like we're getting new ideas downloaded constantly, and they're getting on top of other things that we have on our minds. So just being able to take it from here and getting it somewhere where it's like a reflection for you. Um, but like Makita said, like our bestie time is really valuable to me, and I even have an hour in my calendar where it's family Zoom meeting, like. And I'm expecting all of my family to be on Zoom because I can't, you know, get everybody in separately. It's like, okay, this is what we can do to really maximize. So taking it out of our brain and just getting it on some paper. Yeah, I feel like as entrepreneurs, like they feel like they have these certain sacrifices to things like that. But if you just find like, instead of saying, oh, there's no way I can fit in every family member, a conversation with every family member, so I'm not going to do it. But it's like, okay, how can I lump everybody together? to where you know we are able to to figure it out to get what we both need yeah right i think that's that kind of um <clears throat> coincides with a lot of different things in life when people say they don't have time for something you have the time it's just a matter of you organizing your day and prioritizing certain things so i mean even you alluded to it as far as like blocking off your calendar or having bubble time for certain activities or certain things that you're doing definitely helps you kind of get in more of an organized space and be able to delegate more of your time toward more of the things that are truly important to us. 
Right. And I coach people on work-life balance and I have had plenty of people that tell me they don't have the time or whatever. And then we sit down to really look at it. And the only thing plenty that's really on their calendar is they nine to five, like their job, exactly. they're working with somebody else is pulling that much energy from them where they don't have the time to do things that they want to do or that's really meaningful to them. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's reevaluate our priorities here. <laughs> For sure. I mean, I remember even working my nine to five, like it wouldn't be necessarily of a lack of time when I got off or whatever, it just be, I'd be tired. Like, I mean, you go through the typical nine to five and even if you sit at a desk all day, it's just mentally taxing, especially if you're not aligned in your purpose or if you're around people who sapping your energy throughout the day. Um, it made me sick. <laughs> like I had to, I had to start working for myself and this is the, the best health and happiest I've been ever. So even though it comes with this challenges, it's, it's way more pros for me um, and what I'm doing, but that's a big piece of it. For sure. I'm on my way. <laughs> this is my <laughs> working for somebody. <laughs> but, um, but in finding that balance, Erin, I know you have added two more hats, recently added two more hats to all the hats that you wear. Okay, can you tell us about those two new hats and how your shift has been for that? Yay! So <laughs> these are things that I'm really super excited about just talking about. Um, if you don't know, I theme out my years, right? So 2019 was the year of the traveler and I elevated my traveling, okay? But I really seen that manifest in 2020 where I ended up going to Puerto Rico and Mexico and other places utilizing my passport. Um, but then year 2020 for me was the year of the woman. And I really embrace my sensuality, my sexuality, and just being the divine feminine that I am and really like trying to lower my masculine energy. And in doing that, I met my life partner um, and got married. So 2021 for me is the year of the hustler. So what that looks like is to not slow me down as I introduce new things into my personal life, like being a mother, because I am six months expecting, but to also motivate me to elevate what it is that I want to get done. So with the year of the hustler, I'm able to introduce more into my brand, which is really talking about personal and professional uh, work-life balance. And now really having the professional side of being a wife and a mother to balance out my entrepreneurship um, is really exciting for me. So I'm working on like the rollout of that. I want to enjoy the experience as well. So I haven't really, you know, thrust all of this information and announcing what's going on in my life on social media. But I'm really working on like a very elegant, delicate way to really roll out the whole personal, professional, work-life balance as I've added these two hats um, of being a wife and a mother to my plate. And I can be honest and say it caused me a lot of anxiety right, in the beginning. Um, a lot, like really emotional. Like I started seeing a therapist this year, y'all. Like it was serious because one, I felt like having, I'm a very energetic person, right? So having something growing within me um, has its own energy. So the first thing is I felt like I was losing myself, like things that I'm normally used to doing, not being able to do, like skating. Like I love to 
skate, but I can't skate because I'm at risk of falling. Smoking weed, like I, I love to smoke, okay? But I can't smoke because I got a baby in there. Um, entrepreneurship, like having the energy to just get up and be productive and get things to done. Like in the beginning, I had to sleep a lot. Like I'm sleeping, I'm like, why am I sleeping so much? But my body is taking a lot to create this whole nother life. So that caused anxiety for me as if I'm like losing who I am. And I've been around a lot of mothers who just threw, throw themselves into their kids. And that's important, but at the same time, you are still you. And I don't want to lose who I am in the midst of also trying to help somebody else develop themselves, even though it's my baby, and I will do that. I will guide and do what I have to do um, and be a part of that process. But at the same time, I love who Aranisha is, and Aranisha is constantly evolving, and I want to stay attached to that. So really finding that in the beginning was a lot. Um, and then like, I grew up in a single parent household with just my mother. So it was really her just being able to make these decisions. But as I am a wife and I'm in a very, very delicate partnership that I just really enjoy the, the communication that we're able to have, um, it was really important for me to make sure that his voice was heard through a lot of things that were happening. And I wasn't just like trying to make all the decisions or, you know, as if because he's the father and this isn't attached, he has no input, you know, and what needs to happen now. Like, I'm very mindful about making sure that he's heard in this process um, and that he's able to take part in every way that, you know, is able. So, just really being considerate is <laughs> also something um, that was a practice for me and, and, and being able to implement it is really important to me. So those are things in my personal life that I'm also working to balance into my professional life and having that, I think is really gonna make my brain come full circle for sure. Definitely dropped some, some keys in there. Uh, and Aranisha is the queen of communication. Like I've learned, <laughs> even like studying my PhD in clinical psychology, I've learned so much more about like interpersonal relationships and communication uh, from Aranisha that has like been so transformative for me. And um, again, it's like you were so intentional about how you live, like just even like having a theme for each year um, and letting that manifest is just, you know, I think people just think like, oh, I'm supposed to go through life. But no, if you want to create the life you want, you have to be very intentional about it. And um, yeah, that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> For sure. Definitely. Um, big congratulations on on the little one coming and uh, on the new on the new marriage. That's dope. I appreciate it. I'm excited. It's gonna be something new. On the auntie. I feel like this is my coming out, uh, my coming out interview because I haven't really put it out nowhere. I mean, I don't want to get too much in your personal business, but I know you believe in a lot of natural practices. Um, and I think in light of the current state of the medical system, and we're hearing it's becoming more and more, um, uh, it's, brought, it's being brought more to the light, the negative things that have happened to Black women within the medical system, um, including labor. Um, what has, you know, have you been thinking about that when you're approaching, okay, I'm a mother, I'm going to be delivering at some point in time? Um, have you had those concerns? And what's kind of your approach to kind of mitigating those concerns? 
Yeah, absolutely. And this is one reason I appreciate my last mentor, um, Eleni LaKay, shout out to her holistic wellness practitioner. Um, I ran operations for her holistic wellness clinic where I was able to really be involved with um, her going through the doula process. And I was able to learn a lot um, within that. And one of it was the mortality rate of Black women delivering babies in America and how um, a lot of Black women have lost their lives within that process. Um, due to Nelly, Nelly, um, just inconsistencies with the hospital and just their protocols and their processes. So for me, um, I am taking initiative to try to not be at a hospital at all. Like only reason I would go there is to, if there was like an emergency situation and my midwife recommend that we go ahead and take that process um, and be sent over to the hospital. And if that was to happen, I've been preparing my birthing plan to really cover um, different laws that are in the hospital system right now and my birthing plan will say like if this isn't a thing that has to happen then I don't want it to happen so just doing my research um, on the back end has been productive and I haven't been to a hospital yet so I've been just going through my midwife and I communicated to my midwife that I'm aware of the death rate of black women delivering babies. And, you know, I don't want none of that to happen. So she's also expressed that she's familiar with it, which made me comfortable and just communicating with me as we go along, you know, what this process can look like. Um, but yeah, as a natural person, I'm trying to avoid the hospital. I'm trying to avoid drugs and all of that, which I know will be hard because I have not found a lot of women these days that have pushed out without an epidural or some other form of medication to help the process. Bernisha. <laughs> <laughs> and look, one of if my want, hey, If you're watching it, you saw it. If, if, if you're listening, I'm sorry. You didn't see what I just did, but hey. <laughs> One of my doulas, she was like, she did that for her first two. But then what she found was it it elevated all of her feelings. Like, so she oh, felt does. more. So I, I well, said that in the beginning. Honestly, I would say it depends on the strain or the type. Mm -hmm. um, and then even, even like if you did a CBD as like, tinctures and stuff like that like it's just, it's a ton of different ways that you can use that plant to to help you i've seen it firsthand actually with someone who was pregnant and was having like crazy sickness at the beginning and they medicated and ended up being a super healthy baby uh, yeah. super smart probably the smartest kid i know for real mm -hmm. but i don't know i i think um Keep keep definitely heading in the direction you're heading with with this natural holistic way. I'm trying to find a woman who on that same tight wave and and sees the world like that. Cause yeah. I mean, even with my cousin most recently, she went in the hospital for one thing, came out, she had COVID. She's having like all these feminine menstrual type issues. And I'm like, bro, just from going in the hospital mm -hmm. and even from my own experience with being their personal science project. I'm cool on all that. So again, yeah. I take my hat off to you and come in with what you're doing. Thank you. I'm definitely gonna, I'm gonna look into the whole CB thing. There's the whole thing through my research I found was like a cannabis doula and like they, that's their focus, like to figure out. This is one of my, when I tell you I'm, I'm finding the balance with the personal, um, 
I'm not gonna lie, I would smoke all through my pregnancy because I don't feel like it is that effective, but my partner does not agree with that. So I'm being considerate to how they feel in finding balance. <laughs> that I've seen that too. Yeah. It, it it takes two people on the same page when it comes to all of that stuff. So yeah, that's that's key. And I feel like that's a key lesson for our ladies in that yes, you are carrying the child. Um, but we do have to be considerate of the other person who helped to to make for sure. <laughs> you know, just to get everybody's stress level. For sure. You could just say, you know, you want to make everything how you want to do it. Um, but that's beautiful that you are considering him. Um, yeah, I try. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is, and this is another my next question. So, um, how do you manage being a woman in business? Um, and it seems like entrepreneurship traditionally has been male dominated. How do you find that balance between your masculine and your feminine and working with men in business? Oh yeah. So I think before twenty twenty was. 2020 was the year of the woman, right? So before 2020, I was really intentional about identifying the balance between the two because I think we are all masculine and feminine energy and having the 50-50 of both and knowing how to like use them is really effective within life. Um, so before that, I would really know through experiences and learning when to elevate my masculine and when to use my feminine. And what I really learned um, is that, okay, let me take it, let me take it here. A lot of my mentors in the past have told me that you have to use your, even feminine, even female, um, mentors, you have to use that mask, you have to be that gorilla in business, you know, you gotta come tough, come hard, but that never really vibe with me, like, I'm like, you know, very feminine person, I know how to use my masculine, but anytime I have used it, it usually destroys a relationship that could have, you know, been kept solid or, just hasn't gone really good for me. So in 2020, when I really had the year of the woman and I was able to execute that in business, women plant seeds and like we know how to grow the garden, okay? So I was able to use that technique in business and really get a lot done um, within my entrepreneurship-ness, all right? So when it comes to finding balance between the two, I really identify when I need stuff like I feel like the masculine side of me is the side of me that has to get aggressive with somebody because you are constantly not getting the things done that I need to get done. And I'm really clearly communicating to you. So even then, even in those aggressive moments, I'm like asking, what is the problem? Where is the error? What's not being heard? And I feel like that Q&A side of me is more feminine and I have to soften to really get answers from people that are not fearful based answers because they're scared of how I'm going to react. So just I think since I've found a very um, masculine partner, I've been able to allow myself to be more feminine. But before then, really using my masculine when I have to get to the bottom of certain things. But also as a woman, as a beautiful woman, being in an industry that is, you know, sometimes I'm in the studio, sometimes I'm around entertainers um, because I'm trying to push my brand out there, get them in my brand or whatever the case may be. Um, I can't allow myself to be too feminine because then that's when lines are crossed or people think you're going to do this and do that just to get what you want. But no, so I have to put myself more in a masculine space of being very direct in what it is that I'm here for and what it is that I want and how I want it done. Um, and that directness, that sharpness, and that just not 
so you know just all over with my sensuality um allows me to get it done where my integrity is intact and where i don't have to get out the box with somebody because they kind of thought it was going to go there um so that was that was a lot um that i had to experience before the last year and just really trying to push my business but even now like if i talk to people and i feel like they're interested right or they are you know thinking they can go there i just use my masculine side of things to just i think be more direct with my intentions and has has being in a relationship influenced that at all or do you feel like you would have been able to establish that boundary not being in a relationship i think being in a relationship changed the way that I do it um, versus me waiting it out. Like even though I would get some signals and signs from somebody and be able to just, you know, wait it out before they cross a certain line or before I felt like it was going to go too far to really address it. Being in a relationship, I have to make it a lot more clear sooner um, because I want my partner, which is very confident, to trust if I'm in an environment, I know how to carry and handle myself, and it ain't going to get to a space where he feel like he has to step in or show out or something. So I think to protect us both, I make sure that I'm very transparent in the beginning or a little bit sooner about, you know, that ain't going to happen if I feel like it's headed in that direction or path, um, or just acknowledging him, like, you know, if somebody asked me before I had a relationship or if I was in a relationship, you know, a common question I would say, even if I wasn't, is do you care? Like, because most men won't, you know, but now if I'm asked that question, it's like, yeah, I'm married. I have a husband, you know, so it's like very more direct with acknowledging his presence, even if he's not in the room. And Blair, I want to ask you as a, as a male, um, if you were dating a woman who's entrepreneur, you know, having to put her, herself in a space where there's other men there, attractive, you know, how as a how would you balance your um, yourself with her being able to be independent in those environments? Um, I think it just really boils down to how secure you are with yourself, um, and, and the trust factor that's built between both parties. So again just being considerate of the other person and um i think just having the confidence that you know you're that primary piece for them you're not worried about joe Schmo down the street coming in and impeding or whatever so i don't know i think it's just that just being secure in, in the relationship mm -hmm. and and Aaron, Nisha's big on communication. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely got to have open communication for sure. Yeah. And hey, like you said, being secure, that I think falls in the line of being confident. Like confidence is a major thing when it comes to dating an entrepreneur or being an entrepreneur yourself. Um, confidence is extremely important. And I think when you have a partner that is in that industry or that world, your confidence speaks volumes because it speaks to your security and not in trusting them you know you're confident enough to trust them and i think every time they walk out the door there's something crazy going down because it's a reflection of self so that's important for sure and a couple more questions um if you had to give yourself a piece of advice your let's say you start you started slick eight years ago starting slick if you had to share a piece of advice to yourself now that you've been through it you have this wisdom what what piece of advice would you have given yourself that many years ago? Oh, um, establish your team. I think as an entrepreneur, 
um, one thing that really started to set the brand apart or that really elevated the brand, I'd say, um, it's 2019 when I started the Brand Ambassadorship Program. Um, I really realized the importance of having a team and what that's able to do for your business, your brand, and you even personally with having space to do other things. So establishing a team and learning to delegate, which is where I'm at now, is delegation. Um, I, is the advice I would give to myself because I waited a really long time to do that. And I even had to go through working somebody else's business and learning how to build a team for them and delegate for them before I was even able to do that for myself. Love that. All right, Blair, did you have any other questions for our guest here, Nisha? Now that you actually took my question, that was, <laughs> that's what I wanted to end on. But yeah, that's perfect. What is, so before we head out, um, one, what is your ultimate vision for Slick? And then kind of let us know what's coming up for Slick and how people can connect with you. Yeah, for sure. Um, my vision is I see Slick as a multi-million dollar empire. Okay, so I see um, me being able to take annually, you know, retreats with my core team members at, you know, at an island or it's a, you know, Africa or somewhere where we can really spend a week and really think and build um, foundational things together within our brand and outside of our brand as individuals. Um, I see our fashion line being on people like Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, you know, all of these new popping artists that's up and about and just really being a household name and representing empowerment um, and building confidence from every shape and size and really um, allowing people to elevate to their higher self as our tag says, I made God, she's slick. Um, and as I evolve personally, I'm understanding that both men and women are guys. So I do have my I am king line for men and really being able to flesh that out and um, allow men to really feel a part of the brand. It's crazy because I have Google Analytics popping off and I have more men tapping into my website and tapping into the slick brand than I do women. But our brand is all about the empowerment of women so it's crazy um i see a lot happening for slick in the near future and the far future financially i think setting financial goals are extremely important um and my goal is to get slick generating a hundred thousand dollars a year within the next one to five years and then a million dollars a year within the next seven to ten years so um, just continuing to be a part of people's process. I love the process of creating. Um, and my ambassadorship program is all about being a part of other people's process and being able to give them a blueprint and a foundation mm -hmm. to be a part of the Slicks process where they're able to have protected space to learn, grow, as well as have a team to support them on their journey. So just me as an individual, I want to continue to be a part of people's processes and find ways where I can invest in people and things that I believe in as well as I build on being the entrepreneur that I am. But I'm excited for the future. A lot of great things, you know, happening. I want to continue to connect with people like y'all and just push the brand everywhere that I'm able to. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, you're so strategic and intentional about everything. Like, I love it. It's goal oriented. I love and it. That's how, that's how you manifest. You gotta be specific about what you want and you gotta do it enough to where it becomes a habit, comes part of your subconscious in there. and it's gonna come it's for sure and if you know what you want like a lot i grew up real humble right like real humble 
Um, and being humble is amazing. It's the key to balance. But then at a certain point, I learned like things that I want, I have to speak it into existence and I have to share it. Like there was a point in life where people, grown people around me was like, don't, don't, don't tell people what's in your pocket because people count your pockets or, you know, don't tell people what it is that you want. Just buckle down and hustle. But at the end of the day, it comes. And I learned this, honestly, this quote, um, Makita No Billionaire PA, like you have to speak things into existence. And like, if you speak it and you believe it, like you have the ability to manifest it. And I'm able to sound smooth and say things that I say and do it how I do it because I believe it one, I'm practicing speaking it, I'm writing it, I'm seeing it, and I'm really setting goals to it. So it comes out like that because I mean it. Like if I say it, I mean it. And it's gonna sound like that because it is. <laughs> That's, that's how you are entrepreneur. That's how I know. All right, Erin. Well, it has been a pleasure talking with you on our, the Parallel Pass podcast. How can our guests connect with you, your brand, the clothing, everything that you all have going on? For sure. I think the best way to be involved with me is I identify my slick team, my ambassadors. I'm really focusing my intentions on them and their growth, um, especially this year of the hustlers. So becoming a brand ambassador is your best bet, right? You can go to slickrelaxfit.com, become a brand ambassador. It's a $25 a month subscription, no contract, so you can cancel at any given moment that you feel like is not being productive for you. Um, and then at that point, you're connected with our brand ambassador liaison diamond where then if you want to get connected with me she can schedule with me right away or you can schedule with me at any point using the link in my instagram bio which is at Aranisha hamilton for any particular reason that's a 15 minute conversation so even if you have questions about being a brand ambassador or you just need work-life balance support on your own or you don't think that that's for you anybody can schedule a 15 minute conversation with me and we can chalk it up and talk about what we're doing but sleeplastway.com <laughs> y'all literally every service that you need whether it's confidence coaching life coaching meditation crystal grid making uh building a website styling your instagram whatever to healing your body healing your mind uh we have it all within the network and i am so appreciative for your niche for creating it and giving us all a platform uh to do what we need to do to make this mark in the world so um, until next time, sending everybody peace and love. Don't forget to share, comment, like, subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Parallel Podcast listeners. If you're looking to learn more about building a strong mindset and deepening your meditation practice, join Makita every Tuesday and Thursday at 11 a.m., Pacific Standard Time live on Instagram for Makita's meditation and mindset tips. You can also schedule a free one-on-one -on -one consult by visiting the link in her bio at Makita Smiles. And for all things health and wellness, check out Blair's site, threelayerswellness.com for products, services, and resources. And if you're looking to establish or enhance your business online presence, don't forget to check out bonafidefla.com. That's B-O-N-A-F-I-D-E-F-L-A dot com for assistance with websites, logos, graphic designs, and more. You can find all this information in our show notes as well.